Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to Toffee TV. This is the Toffee TV Everton podcast. Um, me and Cam are back after a couple of weeks of um, we've been stalemate for a couple of weeks. Well, not not I won't say stalemate, but we've been in a sort of place where it's been the we were just waiting, weren't we? Um, we found out pretty much a week ago now that Rafa Benitez was probably going to be the Everton manager, been the favourite for quite some time. I think the last time we did this podcast, it was just the same name for weeks, wasn't it? We were talking about Nuno, um, like the names like Potter, Galtier, Duncan Ferguson. Obviously, we spoke highly of him in the last podcast. Um, obviously, he was the man that I don't know if you wanted him, but I definitely wanted him as the manager. Um, but then here we are, weeks, a couple of weeks later, and um, Rafa Benitez is the man, the first man to manage Everton and Liverpool since uh, eighteen ninety two. Um, what what was your initial reaction to a? Uh, to the news, obviously we knew a few days before anyway, really, because it's the worst kept secret in. Yeah, I think Everton aren't great at keeping secrets, but yeah, no, no, you, you're spot on. It was the worst kept secret in, in football, wasn't it? Really, and, and we've known this news was was the case for for you know at least a week and a half now. And it, like you said, it, we went from various names being in the heart, and you had you like your Galtier, your Potter, your Nuno, Benitez was there, um, and we all sort of sat there a couple of weeks ago, and I think we said on the podcast that you know we were just waiting for that time where it's one name and that all of the other names sort of drift away, and it's just one name leading the race, and then obviously that name to be announced, and, and that was what we've had for about the last week or so, so I wasn't massively surprised on, on Wednesday when it was announced, to be honest with you, obviously Tuesday during the England game we had the news break from Dominic King and uh, I think Jay Bear from the Telegraph and various other sources saying the deal had been agreed and signed, so it was very literally for the entirety of Wednesday, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, just waiting for the announcement, so when it was announced there was sort of a sense of relief a little bit that it's now over and now we don't have to sit here and talk about 455 million different managers' names that you know were never coming to Everton in the first place, but we're going to talk about them anyway because some journalists have said that they're on the list. Um, and obviously the the, the 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 fact that it's Rafa Benitez and his previous connections and, and this, that and the other, it's, it's settled for me. I've, I've digested it. I've sort of accepted it. And now I'm just looking forward to the future, to be honest with you. Like I said, I had my period of emotion and, and obviously Rafa Benitez wasn't my first choice, I've said that before, uh, he wasn't my first choice and, and I didn't believe he was the right man for the for the job but regardless of all of that he's now the Everton manager so and the Everton board very clearly believe he is the right man for the job so 
like I said, I, I went through all of those emotions a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, when we first heard Rafa Benitez's name thrown in the hat, and we first, you know, heard of that Everton were talking to Rafa Benitez. So when it was announced yesterday, I'd already accepted it and digested it and was just sort of waiting for the announcement. And obviously he had his first interview, which was very positive, said a lot of positive things, um, spoke very well, very, yeah, you know, yeah. in, intelligent um, man who, who speaks, um, you know, he speaks a lot of the right things, doesn't he? So... I'm just looking forward to the future now. I'm just looking forward to where Everton are going to be, who Everton are going to sign as well. We, we we said, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago, that just get this manager stuff out the way and let's look at bringing in players because it doesn't matter whether it's Rafa Benitez, Carlo Ancelotti or somebody else managing this squad of players. There's only so far you can go with, with a squad that isn't isn't very good. Um, and there's only so far Rafa Benitez will be able to go with this squad. You know, he needs... He needs um, you know, players to come in, he needs reinforcements and hopefully Everton can focus on that now. But no, overall, you know, initial reactions yesterday were just like, yeah, we knew it was coming, we knew it was happening, it's been announced. First interview was very good. Um, I think a lot of fans have, uh, it's settled with a lot of fans now. There's a lot of fans that at the start were very against it and now it's sort of just like, okay, well, although it mightn't be the first, he mightn't be the first choice, he's the Everton manager, so we'll back it and we'll uh, we'll go with it. I were... How are you feeling then? Is there, was, there, was there a change in emotion from a week and a half ago when it first became apparent that hey, Rafa Benitez could be the manager here to yesterday when he was announced, or is it is it very much still the same feeling for you? So, <laughs> I I don't think Rafa Benitez would have been um, many of Everton fans' choices. No, definitely. I think not. when it was the first, um, the name was first thrown in the weeks ago. I, I'd have honestly said. Um, I'd much rather have a Potter. I even said I'd much rather have Nuno at the time. I'd rather have Rafa than Nuno now. But it's happened now. There's no point sitting here moaning yeah. about it. Uh, we just got to get behind him, like I've said many of times. Um, but you look at the positives now, and to be fair, the way I'm looking at it now, we've got a the the situation with FFP and PNL. We've got to sell players um, to to go out and spend a lot of money. There's not a lot we can do with our squad at the moment. We'll probably sign a good few players. Uh, granted, we get some players out the door, like, like some Moyes Keane. At the moment, they're trying to get a, it looks like they're trying to get a loan deal done, PSG. And if you can't sell him, then keep him. But at the moment, it's not a buyer's market. Everyone's skinned. So getting rid of the Deadwood, um, getting rid of some of these players that might get a bit of money in, it's going to be really hard. And we have to get rid of them to um, get players in. So the way I look at it, which manager can come in and over, let's say overachieve, do a good job with the, the squad that he's got now. I look at Potter, it's going to take him a, a good few years to um, embed yeah. his philosophy and get the plays that suits his style yeah. of play. I don't know whether we're patient enough and I don't know whether he's got the, the mental strength he needs to put mm. with our fans for a good few years while he builds what he needs to do. What he needs to do. Um, Dougal Ferguson said he knows the squad and everything, but he's going to be there anyway. Um, Nuno is the same sort of thing with with Potter needs to come in and get his plays through the door. Yeah. Um, someone's been arrested outside. <laughs> um, but then I look at Rafa and you look what he's achieved with squads in the past, and yeah. you can he's the probably you know he plays the um, you know the four five one in the low block, similar to what we've been playing um, last season. Um, you can do a job, a good job, a good plays if you can get them in. Obviously, we've got some plays in there already. Um, so I look at Rafa Benitez and think maybe maybe he's the perfect manager coming right now and get some stability and you know even get if there's anyone who can get us into Europe, 
I think it'll be. I think it can be Rafa with the squad we've got now because he is a. Let's face it, and it's on paper. He is a good manager. Yeah, he's a good coach. Whether we like him or not, um, the Liverpool thing doesn't bother me. I understand that it, if it bothers other people. Um, I mean, I, I I assume that they're bothered by Gary Ablett and uh, and Kevin Sheedy and Alan Harper, David Johnson also. Yeah. I don't see why. Maybe they didn't call us a small club, right, but you know. I know, but people, people say things, don't they? And I think what we've seen a lot more of in the last 24, 48 hours is, is look, people looking for the positives. And that's right, that's what we should be doing. Look, there's, there's two ways you can go with this. You can either back Rafa Benitez and back Everton, or you don't back Rafa Benitez and back Everton. And that, and that opinion is completely up to everybody and completely up to any Evertonian. And, and if you know whatever people want to do is, is fine. I will be completely backing Everton and completely backing the manager and completely backing the players, as I've done for the 22 years of my existence on this planet. Um... And people are now with that starting to look for the positives. Hang on, you know this. This is a guy who's won thirteen trophies with his um, with his with his staff behind him in, in various different clubs. He was asked, wasn't he? he? Was put on the spot with the, about the Liverpool connection in the interview yeah. yesterday, and he was basically asked by the interviewer at Everton, "Look, you've you know you've obviously you've got a connection with a, a club in this city, and you've been successful with a club in this city. How you know how does this feel, or something along those lines?" And and he, he basically said, and he, he listed the the name of the cities that he's worked in before. He said, I've worked in Madrid, I've worked in Naples, I've worked in um, Valencia, I've worked in, in Liverpool. And he, instead of listing clubs, he listed the cities in which he'd worked in and which he'd been successful in. And of course, he's been successful in Liverpool. He was he won a Champions League. It's not like this is a Liverpool manager who failed and was dreadful. And now it's the Everton manager and we're going, well, he's managed them and he didn't even do anything with them. He won the most prestigious trophy in club football with our rivals. Now, yes... That mightn't be nice, and what he said about Everton mightn't be nice, but he was a massive success there. Won an FA Cup as well there, I think, as well. I was listening to, um, to Jamie, Car- Jamie Carragher, Jamie Carragher's yeah. podcast Jamie today. <clears throat> I know, yeah. Jamie Carragher's podcast today with Andy Burnham, and he said, Jamie Carragher said, and I know some fans might go, oh, I'm not asked about what Jamie Carragher said is Jamie Carragher, but he said the difference between Ancelotti and Benitez is Ancelotti's won a lot of trophies in his career, granted, and obviously, you know, very... Um, prestigious career and I'm not trying to compare the two but he said Jamie Carragher said Ancelotti won a lot of trophies with teams that were already ready made to win trophies teams that were full of superstars teams that were full of you know that that mentality to go out and win and he just sort of come in and added this tactical tactical um you know sort of nuance there and, and went on to win the trophies there whereas Benitez has won trophies at clubs like Valencia who were having to battle with Real Madrid and Barcelona Liverpool at the time weren't, weren't great let's be honest Carragher said himself that the trophy the team that won the Champions League with, with Benitez was nowhere near as good as the team that followed it three or four years later, but that team won nothing. Um, obviously, in, in, in Napoli, you know, again, fighting against the likes of Inter Milan, Juventus won um, the Italian Cup over there. So, he's very clearly a good manager. In fact, he's very he's a very good manager. You know, everybody you talk to that has supported the club Rafa Benitez has been at talks very highly of him. Very few people, you know, other than Chelsea fans, which is mad because he was successful at Chelsea very few fans of clubs he's managed that I've got a bad word to say about him Newcastle fans won't have a bad word there them lot across the park won't have a bad word there about him there's things in the media saying he's always the first in in uh, the training ground of the morning and he's the last out he's constantly working 24-7 he said it in his interview yesterday he said the first thing he'd done when he comes to Finch Farm was check the transfer targets and look at who we're going to get in you know he said I, I was actually looking at the transfer stuff this morning now this is a man who it's probably his first time at Finch Farm. We'd known there's articles on the internet now saying that he'd met with the owners on yachts and he'd met abroad and he'd had to quarantine and this, that and the other. 
this would have been the first time he was at Finch Farm. You know, he could have sat there all day and gone, right, I'm just going to bed myself in. I'm going to meet the people out of here. I'm going to find me office. I'm going to sort everything in terms of paperwork and stuff. And I'm just going to chill out for the first day. It looks like, and I'm, this is just me reading between the lines from his interview, but it looks like he's come in and gone, right, who are we signing this summer? Where's the targets? What's happening? What's the plan? Where are we going? Who are we looking at bringing in? And that's what we need. We need some proactiveness. We don't need another manager that's going to sit off and wait for things to come to him. We need a manager that's going to go and get the things themselves and hopefully Rafa Benitez is that man but I keep saying it mate we all want the same thing don't we we all want Everton to be a success and I can't subscribe to this wanting Everton to fail because it's Rafa Benitez I hope Rafa Benitez wins us every possible trophy and I hope he's the most successful Everton manager of all time because that would mean he's the most successful Everton manager of all time and whatever he's done with any other club, them lot or anyone else, I'm not bothered about. I'm bothered about what he's done at Everton. We wouldn't do it with Ancelotti and go, yeah, but he was a, what did he do at Real Madrid or what did he do at Chelsea or this, that and the other? Well, no. And I get there's a rivalry and it's different and what he said about the football club. I understand all of that, but it was a long time ago and he's the Everton manager now. So. Well, about that, the, what he said about <coughs> this. The good thing in his interview, he said, <laughs> wherever he's at, he'll back his club. Yeah, and he'll fight for it. Which is fine by me. Yeah. Because um, we have our, we have our rivalries. You want your manager to be passionate about your club, don't you? And back your club, absolutely. And, and go after your rival, uh, your your rival clubs, and and challenge referee, challenge the media. Uh, something that we've not had for quite a, a while, maybe maybe even since David Moyes. And David Moyes, we loved him because he'd he'd even challenge our own fans. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was passion. So yeah, so, I suppose. Um, well, that's a good thing. I'm start joking then. Yeah, I, I get it. I get. I get that some fans, uh, <clears throat> you know, can't see through that, and I understand it. I understand, you know, the the whole mentality of you know never forgetting. Uh, you know, we're not just going to put it to one side. This, that, and the other. And, and I get it. And Rafa Benitez has come out, by the way, before today, eighteen months ago, when we were when obviously before Carlo Ancelotti was. Um, was employed when Marco Silva was sacked and Benitez wanted the job and a lot of Evertonians wanted Benitez at that time. Um, Benitez come out on Monday Night Football with Jamie Carrigan and Gary Neville, I think, and said, I didn't mean I didn't mean it like that. It was taken out of context. It was taken out of the situation. and meant something different. And yet you might say, oh, that's just him backtacking because he wants the job, this, that and the other. But if Rafa Benitez wants the job because he believes he's the best man to take Everton forward and the board believes he's the best man to take Everton forward and he believes Everton will be a success under him, then... You know, why are we allowing a comment that happened 15 years ago to get in the way of that? Would we rather that and say, well, we're not going to bring Rafa Benitez in, who could very literally win us trophies and, and, and turn Everton into a success because of what he said 15 years ago. So we'll bring in Eddie out because he's a blue and he yeah. goes there. He might go the game every now and then and he loves Everton, even though he's nowhere near as good of a tactician as Rafa Benitez is. And some would say he was because he hasn't been there for, for, for years or whatever. We'll bring him in because he's a blue and he hasn't said anything bad about Everton. You want the best man for the job, and the board clearly think that's Rafa Benitez. Fans might disagree. I wasn't my first choice, but ultimately the board have made a the decision they feel is right. I don't mind if fans <coughs> disagree about it. I'm, I still understand why some people might still be angry. Yeah, um, absolutely. The worst thing is when you see people trying to force your opinion. You're not allowed to like if you're not allowed to like someone, um, and then people are trying to force their opinion on you. Or you're not allowed to like it. You're not allowed to support him. Oh, I support um, Everton. We support you. Support exactly. Everton. The managers and players aren't here forever, like you said to the day. It's the club. The club's bigger than the yeah. manager, and the club's always going to be bigger than the players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so. we'll always be here. There's only one, only one set of people uh, that will be here with the club throughout 
and that's the fans. The managers won't. Mafra Benitez will come and go. Carlo Ancelotti come and went. You know, a new manager will come and go, or somebody else. Players will come and go. Whether you like it or not, Dominic Calvert-Lewin will leave Everton at some point in his career. Whether it be in the next twelve months or whether it be in ten years' time, Luca Dean will leave Everton. Ben Goffrey will leave Everton. We will never leave Everton. So we're the only. You know, we're, we're the only group, aren't we, that will be uh, throughout. And I'm not going to let a managerial appointment change that for me. And, I, and in fact, I'm not even that angry about Benitez coming in. I think he's a good manager and he could be the right man to take us forward. So Now it's now it's real. Now it's um, Obviously, we've seen him with a scarf around his neck and being interviewed on the, on, on the, uh, on the club <laughs> YouTube or website, whatever. It, it, there's a bit of excitement in it. I know yeah. the football's not going to be great. Um but if he if he comes in and, and does the best he can with the squad and grinds out results and gets us into Europe, yeah. which is a hopeful expectation, then I'm happy. I'd much rather that than at the moment. I don't think well the fans are quite ready. I don't think the club's ready. I don't think the fans would accept it. A manager coming in and spending three years and we're just crap because they're trying to embed his philosophy yeah. and it's second age to get the players in. Just come in and just get some <coughs> stability. Get us into Europe. Yeah, um, we'll improve the squad over time. We'll get better. Because we know Rafa with a with a good squad and world class talent has got closer winning the league. When he had um the O nine it was O nine like Torres and Gerard, um Chabi Alonso, they almost won the they almost won the um the league, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um between them and United, so we know the, you have good players and world class players. The football speaks for itself. It doesn't yeah. matter if you you you, know, you play in the low block, the good thing you'll see good football on the pitch because you've got yeah. good players. Um, I also think that's a that's a really good point. I think it's a key thing to remember is that look, this summer transfer window is massive anyway. We we need reinforcements and we expect reinforcements. We know Marcel Brands wasn't present at Finch Farm yesterday because he was quarantining after returning home from the Netherlands. He was in the Netherlands um, because hello Dumfries, yeah, hel- hello uh, Denzel, hello Denzel, hello Denzel. Um, he was in the Netherlands to discuss potential transfer targets. Whether that's Denzel Dumfries or not, we cannot confirm because we don't know. But hopefully, maybe it seems like that would make sense. Um, hopefully, it is because he's an absolutely brilliant player. And it would make sense because Netherlands are now out of the Euro, so I'm sure Denzel will have a, a, a bit of spare time on his hands. Um, but what we also shouldn't forget is that, you know, barring the reinforcements, and hopefully we do bring in some good quality players, you know, young, hungry, athletic players that can um, improve the squad, let's not forget that there's still a lot of players in this Everton squad that aren't good enough, uh, whether Rafa Benitez is managing them, whether Carlo Ancelotti is managing them, or whether I'm managing them, there's a lot of players that aren't good enough. So if we don't necessarily bring in you know, four, five, six players this summer because of FFP or we can't sell or whatever and we lose a game next season and you're having to bring on uh, Gomez or Awobi. Let's remember before we go straight... Well, and again, I'm not t- telling anybody how to feel, but personally for me, I'll before I go straight into that, oh my God, it's Benny says he's dreadful, I'll be thinking, actually, do you know what? This had happened under Ancelotti, this had happened under any manager because we've still got the core problem of the squad not being good enough and not having enough quality in it. So hopefully we're not in that situation because hopefully we go out and sign a few boss players and, um, you know, we, we don't need to rely on the same players that we know aren't good enough. But that's one thing I would say is that there's, there's still a squad of players here and there's still names within that squad that, aren't good enough and won't be good enough under Rafa Benitez let's be honest won't be good enough under Rafa Benitez and, and, we, and we need to remember that for me um, well because, yeah. with the squad we've got <coughs> obviously with a new manager could um, you got a new manager if you didn't, if you didn't know have we um, who's that that us what what um, what's a real 
a realistic what's a realistic expectation for um for Everton this season? It's really difficult to answer, mate. It really is difficult to answer because we haven't signed a player. If you if you were to say to me now, Camp Rafa Benitez is in, and Everton aren't signing anybody, they're not selling anybody. This is the squad going into next season. I wouldn't expect anything higher than eighth, maybe seventh, at a massive, massive push with some unbelievable Do you think management. With, with less points than last season, or with more. <clears throat> With uh, uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we're we're probably going to have a lot more games at home in front of fans this season. Mm. Hopefully, every game at home is in front of fans, so but that other team, works yeah. with with away fans. So it, it's it's difficult to say. But I don't expect Everton to do anything this season until we're sitting here on the final day of the transfer window or on the on day one of the season, and we've signed four or five really good, really exciting players that we know will improve Everton. That's when I'll say, do you know what? The expectation might be a cup. The expectation might be a European finish. At the moment, you know, we can't just look at Rafa and go, right, the expectation is Champions League. Champ- forget Champions League. Forget top four. Forget, forget any of that for the moment. The, Rafa stands on the sideline, he gives tactics out, and yes, those tactics are very important, but once those players cross that line, it's those players that are scoring the goals, it's those players that are defending the goal, it's the players that are making the, you know, playing the nice football or, or making the right decisions and wrong decisions or having the ability to make those decisions and, and, um, and you know, follow through with them. So, for me, it, it's a difficult question to answer until we actually start to see some transfer business, but I would hope that the ambition is to push well, uh, Benitez said that himself, didn't he, in his interview yesterday? He said, I'm not here to compete. I'm here to win. I'm here to, to, to win as many games of football as I can for Everton. I don't just want to be there floating about and being competitive. I want to be there in the in the state, in the term of competitiveness, which means winning games of football and challenging at you know at those top levels of the league. He's not about transfer. Isn't Messi a free agent? <coughs> he so is. So we signed Messi on, uh, on yeah, deadline day. Imagine it. Imagine. Well, do, you th- do you think he'll just stay? At, do you think he'll resign at Barcelona? He's not released a statement, after and I imagine there'll be a lot more more drama if he, if he did actually leave. He'd probably just go and ask him money. Yeah, I read yesterday that he was in advanced talks to uh, sign a new contract, and I, and I think obviously he l- legally, I don't know if it's legally, but he is a free agent on the basis of that the date, mm. the. F- uh, the, the release date or the final date of contracts has passed and he hasn't got a contract. But he's not a free agent in terms of that, you know, Barcelona have... I know literally they've released him because of the way things work in football, but it's not like they've said, right, you know, we, we don't want you anymore, you're getting off. It's not that Messi said, you know, I'm not signing a new contract, I'm going to leave Barcelona. So, although yeah. he is a free agent by, by the definition of the term, he isn't a free agent in terms of that he's not... You know, he's not completely walking away from Barcelona. It looks like he'll sign again with Barcelona. But, listen, anything can happen in football, mate. Anything can happen. Manchester City might go in there now, phone his agents and go, before you sign that contract, you're a free agent. We'll give you 10 million agent fee signing on. We'll give Lionel 25 million signing on and we'll pay him 400 grand a week. And Messi might go, do you know what? Yeah, I'll do that. Well, is that likely to happen? Probably well, not. Well, but forget about Man City. Can you see Lionel Messi signing for Everson Football Club? <laughs> no. To be honest, Ned, Thanks, no. Thanks for ruining, sorry, sorry, ruining my Sorry, day. everybody that's watching, but... My disappointment we... is immeasurable, <laughs> my day is ruined. <laughs> we haven't got the finances to fund Lionel Messi, and let's be honest, we haven't got the ambition to fund Lionel Messi. We, we haven't. But and Everton aren't even in, in the comments. And Manchester City mightn't have the ambition to fund Lionel Messi either. Should Who we, knows? Should we run a 5K for, 5K for Messi? Yeah, let's do it. Couch let's... to Lionel Messi. Yeah, couch to Lionel Messi. Yeah. Yeah. Raise funds for Lionel Messi. A just given page for Everton to sign Lionel Messi. For his, his, mm. I think you could probably get maybe, I don't know, his, um, 
don't know which transport from his house in Crosby yeah. to, to Finch Farm. Probably we got, we got your bus expenses. Yeah, that's it. It's expensive, not not more than it. Yeah. Well, you probably stay at Barcelona, won't you? But look, I have a, I have my own personal thoughts and opinions on Lionel Messi and Ronaldo's better than him. But there you go. Oh, we'll save that for. Another. I like Ronaldo. We'll I like Ronaldo's. Um, Dedication to do it in different ways. We'll leagues. save that for the chat yeah. and one podcast. There you go. There you go. Join us oh, for chat and one oh, with Ned and Camp coming boxing, very boxing soon. Podcast Ronaldo versus Messi. Oh my god. Oh right. my god. You reckon he could do a charity boxing match? What, Messi like the YouTuber Ronaldo. one, Messi versus Ronaldo. Oh, you, yeah. You have everyone boxing nowadays. That's what you? I mean. You could you could do that. You could well do that. Messi then you could do like Ronaldo. Gomez versus Floyd Mayweather or someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> Or like, I, I, don't I, know. I wouldn't wish pain <coughs> upon Gomez. No, obviously not. But Floyd Mayweather doesn't really introduce pain. No, does he? Yeah, Logan yeah. Paul stood up for eight minutes. Yeah, exactly. He just held, he, he knocked some up and held him up, didn't he? That's Floyd Mayweather. That's it. And anyway, let's move on. Um, obviously, another big thing that's been going on <laughs> at the moment. Maybe why Everton waited to announce Rafa uh, as long as he did. Obviously, Euro 2020. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> in 2021. <laughs> Obviously, um, England just beat Germany 2 0 yeah. just two nights yeah. ago. Um, no, they've got a real good. Obviously, they play Ukraine in the, yeah. in the quarters. If they win that, they play Denmark or, or Czech Republic in the yeah. semi. And then it might be. It'd probably be Spain, Belgium, Italy, or um, Switzerland. Yeah. Spain, or Spain versus Switzerland, isn't it? In the yeah. quarters. So. Yeah. Got a good chance of winning it, you know. Obviously, Belgium got a couple of injuries out. Uh, Italy were really shaky against Austria. I think Austria were, pretty, to be honest, battered them until late stage of the second half. Um, do you think England can go on and win this Euro? I think they can. Do you think they will? Is is a different question. As long as they hold and give, but do it at the right time. <laughs> but they have to be slow or fast. That's it. They, they must, they must get, get to the line. To the line. They ain't no hooligans. <laughs> They'll always hit you and hurt you. That's it. Defending the attack. That's it. But with three lines on our chest. Uh, no, you can't. You can't skip. Has that have a skip? Have a skip. There's only oh, one way to defeat the. Oh, no, oh, oh gotta get round the back. Let's, get round the back. That's it. Round the back. No, I think they can. Do I think they will? Is is another question. I, I think, to be honest, if I'm being perfectly honest, without being too negative, I think. Gareth Southgate's lack of managerial experience and and nuance will will fall short for England. Um, Jack Grealish still is, is is yet to start. Should have started the other day. Didn't start. Come on, um, and made the difference. Obviously, and he should have been on from from minute one. Obviously, the exclusion of Dominic Calvert Lewin doesn't sit sit right with us Evertonians. And and <clears throat> let's be honest, take away the fact that he plays for Everton. Why Dominic Calvert Lewin isn't in that match they squad is absolutely beyond me because he is the best Forget, yeah, replacement for yeah. Harry Kane. And Harry Kane has looked, let's be honest, dreadful for the for the entire tournament. Yes, he scored the other day yeah, and it was a decent head there. He was still, but he's been dreadful. He's terrible. <clears throat> he's been absolutely dreadful because he's not fit. He's not fit, and he he shouldn't have played as many minutes as he has played. And he'll probably play again um, on Saturday night. Look, you've got to beat Ukraine. They're a decent side. They're a side that mm. work hard. My my uh, worry is is the next stage, which would be the semis. I think Denmark are a very united side. They work for each other. They fight for each other. Mm. They battle. Obviously, they've they've you know they're the real underdogs in this tournament. I feel like they're, they're everybody's sort of second team. With obviously what happened uh, early on in the tournament with Christian Eriksen. Yeah, I wanted to do well. And since then, 
they've been brilliant. They've been absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The fight they've showed, the quality they've showed, the ability they've showed on the ball. They look like a very, very good team. And a question whether a, te- a, a team with that amount of togetherness and that amount of fight and that amount of determination will be too much for England. Obviously, England have got a better quality of play than, than Denmark, as England have got a better quality of play than every team we will come up against now until the final. Um, but... It's not just about the quality of players, it's about the decisions the manager makes, it's about the, the way in which we perform. Obviously, we've seen that, you know, other than the game against Germany, it's not been very good to watch, it's been quite boring. Yeah. It's, I think Raheem Sterling scored Even every goal. Germany, yeah, again, it, it, it wasn't it was, great. I suppose in the end, it was the, you could say it was the right line-up. Yeah. It was really, because we won 2 0, obviously, Grealish made a massive difference. Um, but we defended well, obviously. <laughs> Germany missed the chances. Yeah, Jordan massive Pick- chance. Jordan Pickford, by the way, a national hero. The nation's Played hero. at the tournament, mate. If we win the Euro 2020, it's because of Jordan Pickford. Yeah, absolutely. He's played at the tournament. He's played at the tournament mm-hmm. for England and for everybody, and no one will be able to tell me different. There's not one player who's lost, shone more against, than Jordan Pickford. We'd have lost against Scotland. Yeah. We wouldn't for him. We'd have, we'd have, we'd have, well, we'd have, they'd have pulled one back the other night, at least mm-hmm. one, we'd, we'd and one, then the one. pressure's on. So yeah, it would have been one one. It could have been one nil. Yeah, in the first half. Yeah, with 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 the Havertz chance. So no, he's he's played at the tournament, mate. Absolutely, can't. I don't want to wait. No, there's been very good performers. There has in in various other countries, but none more so than than Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford is the best player in the world. Let's be honest. He is. He is. He's national he hero. Is. Forget Messi and where Messi's going to go. We've got Jordan, Jordan Pickford. Pickford. But it, 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 Jordan does me head in though, mate, and, and it really does. And, and this oh, is the yeah. this is that typical typical. The um, agenda against Everton. Is it, it is, yeah, but it, it's that typical emotion of, of Evertonians where everything does our head in. Like someone farts on the other side of the room, and because they've got a different footy kit on, we're like, oh, why are you farting? You just hate Everton or something because you're farting at the other side of the room. What's going on? What are you doing? But it, it is that typical emotion. It but though. it does do me head in the way. It's Jordan Pickford's a different player in an Everton. Yeah. Gary Neville said Gary it on Neville. Twitter the other day. Yeah, Gary Neville said uh, Jordan Pickford played in the tournament. I agree with everything he said. And the last sentence was like, "Oh, Gary, you've ruined it. There, you've gone right it's, up here, and then you've ruined it." He's watched Everton. That's this and year. that's and that's exactly my point. Jordan Pickford's been brilliant this that's year. Exactly. It, I I I can't remember watching an Everton game on Sky that Gary Neville wasn't commentating on. He has watched Everton multiple times in 2021. Jordan Pickford barring a penalty against Chelsea, which he gave away. Jordan Pickford hasn't put a foot or hand, obviously goalkeeper, wrong in 2021. <laughs> so for Gary Neville to come out and say he's a completely different player in an England shirt is wrong. He's not. He's been a complete. If he was to say, if he was to say he's been a completely different player this turn of the year, I'd say absolutely. He has been a completely different player in in, in 2021. But he's been a completely different player for Everton and England. Yeah. He was our best player for the last four or five months of the season, no doubt, no question about it. So it does it infuriate me because it's like it's this whole World Cup thing, isn't it? He's great in the World Cup and he's awful with England. And like I said, can you believe? And I couldn't believe this anyway. But can you believe there was a selection of England fans and yeah. just just other football fans that seriously wanted like Adam Nick, Ramsdale Nick, in Nick over Nick him? Or like Dean Nick Popin or Dean Anderson over John Pickford. That, uh, Are you mad? Home game against Liverpool. Exactly. Nick Pope couldn't lace John Pickford's boots, injured oh. or not, and neither could Dean Anderson. And that blurt at the Telegraph, the editor. Whoever, oh, Matt whoever, Law. Yeah. Do me a favour. You yeah. haven't allowed. Former Sunderland player. Former, former Sunderland player shines in the. Get 
lost? He may as well have said. Have you not watched Fussy for four years? Uh, he played 35 games for Sunderland. He played more games in his opening season for Everton yeah. than he did at Sunderland. He never missed a, a competitive Premier League game for Everton until last season. He played three seasons consistently. And maybe, maybe that's part and parcel of the reasons why his form dropped a little bit. Because he was never out. He never got a rest. He was there constantly. But listen, he may as well have said former sperm, Jordan Pickford, or former... <laughs> So and so high school students or uh, former um, <coughs> yeah diaper wearers yeah diaper former baby food eater Jordan Pickford yeah. is, is shining for England I mean what why why is he ex Sunderland why is why couldn't it just be couldn't Everton player why because I guarantee if he played for Man United or oh, Man City yeah. or Liverpool it would be Liverpool star Jordan Pickford. It's, well, it's, it's well, a there was an article about Raheem Sterling said former Liverpool player. Yeah, there you go. But you know why they do it though? They do it because they know we get wound up as a fan base. That's why they do it. If he, they've put out, if the, if the Telegraph was it the Telegraph or whoever it was, if they put out an article saying. Everton star Jordan Pickford shines for England. We'd all read it and go, yeah, he does. He's right. Might give it a little retweet. But because it says former Sunderland player, we're all jumping on it. We're fuming. We're so having we a go. Yes, yeah, so we should. We absolutely should because it's an agenda. But it's an agenda that the media run with because they know it's gonna it's gonna spark get, clicks. Get, clicks. They know it's gonna spark. Um, you know, discussion. They know it's oh. gonna spark controversy, and they know now. Like the Telegraph and Matt Law knows now that loads more people are going to go and read that article because well, people are going to go, what? He what said former he, uh, Sunderland player. Google it. Let's have a little look. Oh, yeah, he's read it. They, they don't care yeah. whether people read the entire article. All they care about is someone's clicked yeah. on it and gone and give them a view. So they're very clever in, in the way in which they do it and, and they know why they do it. But you're right, we should be fuming because it, it is a, it's an agenda. Either that or they're just clueless I, journalists. I, I swear, if I, if I wasn't a football Who fan... And I, if I wasn't a football fan and I wasn't an Everton fan and I just, just created a Twitter account for the Euros and followed England, I wouldn't think Jordan Pickford had the club. I'd think that I'd think that Jaden Sancho was on the way to Man United. I think that Sterling played for City. I think that Henderson played for Liverpool. I think that Maguire played for United. I think that Jordan Pickford just was a brickie or something and played for England every mm-hmm. week. That was it. Because I, I Everton haven't been mentioned once in the entire other than by Everton media and Everton fans. It's Jordan Pickford, England, 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 and that's fine because he's playing for England now. But remember that when the same art, the same Twitter accounts, and the same papers and the same journalists are slating him when he makes one mistake for Everton next season. Well, this is your national hero. He saved you in the semi-final of a World Cup, and he saved you in this Euro so far. If I didn't understand football or understand goalkeepers, I don't really basics. <laughs> and I and I didn't watch Jordan Pickford. Just from listening to Lee Dixon, I'd assume that he's the worst goalkeeper yeah. on the planet. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jordan Pickford dives, makes a save, Lee Dixon. I think he dove a bit too late <laughs> there. Yeah. Well, if he, dove, if he dove any earlier, the goal would have gone in the net. You say, he'll save a winning penalty in the final of the Euros to win it for England. He'll sa- or he'll save four out of five, and Dixon will go, expected five out of five. Or why couldn't yeah. he save that penalty earlier on, and we'd have won this earlier on? Just... It's a nonsense, mate. Why is he wearing his socks that hard? Yeah. That's it. Bit, let's, I think Jordan Pickford's done something to Lee Dixon in a past life. I don't know. Maybe. I think he's done something for his upturning form, and that's grow his hair out. Mm-hmm. Every time he's... You know, ever since he's had that, that haircut, he's just been amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, so if you're watching Jordan, which you're probably not, but if you are watching... Uh, don't cut your hair. Basically, oh, keep the, it long. The scruffy haircut the scru- in the derby in February oh, was, was February, wasn't it? Yeah, it's February. Yeah. With the scruffy haircut, it's like, oh, you look like a bricklayer. That's it. And you're playing like a bricklayer <laughs> on a Sunday league. That's it. Oh, proper, proper player, proper. But he's a, he's a great goalkeeper, mate. And we, we've known this as Evertonians for 
for a long time and certainly in the last six months that's been proven and look if the media don't want to acknowledge where he plays and 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 some fans want to get because they will there'll be fans that are loving him now and that'll be on his back or laughing at him in in three weeks time or small or when the yours is over our small arms this small arms that and that's why i it's part and part of the reason as to why i haven't got a massive emotional connection with england i want england to win i'm not one of these uber people that are like wanting teams that are playing england to win so england don't win or wanting england to lose but i just haven't got as emotional i I have got no more emotion in me to give to any other footballing establishment that's not Everton Football Club. I cannot have that same emotional connection. I'm happy when England win. I want England to win. I want them to do well and I want them to win it. But I'm, I can't lie. I'm not that arsed. I'm really not. And that's not because I'm an uber against England or I'm uber against, you know, oh, this, that, and scouts, not English, all that rubbish. It's not that. I just haven't got the emotion in me to give to 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 anyone else that's not Everton and, and some people are different and that's fine um, but I've just enjoyed watching the Euros for enjoying yeah, watching crazy. the Euros so there's some football that so, we don't some, have to some of the drama's been like um, France and um, Switzerland Twitter are like, unbelievable oh means, even Spain and Croatia Croatia, and Spain. Oh. Croatia uh, pulled it back to 4-3 yeah four, amazing do you know what would have been even better by the way if Everton wouldn't have been in the search for a manager for the last four weeks and we could have actually had four weeks of watching the Euros and very little Everton news coming out so we could just sit here and go yeah yeah let's talk about Ben Goffey today or we'll talk about Calvert-Lewin I think, I think we would have been stuck with videos to be honest Gam. we'd have been sat here like, no we'd have found we'd have found video but I mean in football in terms of me you'd have just been able to enjoy yeah, yeah. at least now that's what we can do we can enjoy the final four rounds of, I, I, so I, listen, I've had a great week him. mate I've had a great week I've, oh, yeah. I, I've passed me 30 on Monday and then, then it was I missed. I did miss the Switzerland Spain game. No, thank you very much, my brother. I did miss the Switzerland Spain game, but I got home for the the France. Uh, no, I missed the Croatia Spain game, but I got home for France Switzerland. Unbelievable. Then we get to Tuesday. I'm just happy. Happy Everton have got a manager. Happy he's a winner. Happy that we're going to be a success. Happy that we'll win the Champions League next season, even though we're not in it. Um, we should be. Yeah, we should England be. are going forward. Yeah, we should if be. If Real yeah. Madrid, yeah. Barcelona, and Juventus in it, then that's we it. Be yeah, in it. exactly. Yeah, we didn't try to destroy exactly. football. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Just a bit of a short podcast. Just a bit of catching with things. Uh, not really much to talk about. It's been all quiet, really, on the yeah. on the on the Everton front. There's not much. There's not much news. Is the obviously the big. The big um, discussion point is, is Rafa Benitez. Over Hammers has been rumoured away a couple of times, but let's be honest, no one's surprised. Yeah. Um, Moise Keane is probably going to go out on loan again because nobody knows what they're doing. I hope not because there's literally no point. No, if you can't sell him, then keep him because we need. We've got no backup striker. We got no. He can play wide, um, yeah. not greatly, but well, up to now. Coleman there, isn't it? Up to now, we're not with Thursday today. Moise Keane should be at and will be at USM Finch Farm on Monday because he's an Everton player, he's contracted to Everton and that's when those Everton players that didn't go away with their international countries for the Euros or for the South, uh, for the Copa America, that's when they're due back at Finch Farm. So James Rodriguez, Moise Keane, you should see them back at Finch Farm on Monday. Whether you see pictures of them shared might be a different question because you know they might ask for pictures not to be shared because they don't want to be at the club, but if they're not there, then they've breached the contract. And we'll take the forty-five million out of his wages. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, million, give it to Denzel. Anyway, there you go. Thanks for listening to the uh, the Everton podcast. It's been a nice little chat. We've not done it for a while, so um, yeah. Me and Cam actually thinking of doing a bit for a Ned Cam uh, channel, just does like doing non-Everton related stuff, just like mukbangs and a podcast called Chatting Mum Ned and Cam, and just playing like random game stuff. So uh, 
let us know what you let us know what you'd like to see on that channel if we if we go ahead and do it. We're thinking about it, but um, yeah, there you go. Thanks for watching. If you want more videos, including live exclusive video, join us on Patreon. Check out Cam's channel, The Mighty Blues. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you have if you listen on Spotify or um, Patreon or whatever, but uh, yeah, thanks for watching, and we'll see you later.